Welcome back to the couch, everybody. Today, Butsy, Zwick, and I are bringing you an NFL mega episode. We start off with our first edition of what will hopefully be a weekly segment with QB tiers. Then we go into our NFL preseason week one overreactions. We talk about the Dalvin and Zeke signings. And then me and Butsy finish it off with a Hard Knocks episode one review. This one's a lot of fun. We hope you enjoy. And we got lots more content on the way. Okay, welcome to our first ever QB tiers of the NFL. This is uh this is gonna be a fun segment. It's gonna be a recurring segment. We're gonna try and do this every week. I am going to present my tiers to Butsy and Zwick. They're gonna react. They're gonna tell me what they agree with, what they don't agree with. So we're gonna hop in. Butsy, give me the first slide. Boom. Kyle Trask's backup. It's Baker Mayfield by himself at the bottom of the tiers. <laughs> I I put Baker here because I think you can talk yourself into anyone else other than Baker. In the NFL, as a starting QB, Baker gives you no hope that the Buccaneers are going to be terrible. Um, Baker is the worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Butsy, next slide. Boom. All right, we got – that's two slides, but we're going to talk it. about <laughs> the youngins. So, ah, I got it. Is the youngins. We got Kenny Pickett, Jordan Love, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young. He's tiny. I made him really small because he's short. And nice. Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell. These guys, I all have ahead of Baker because I think you can talk yourself into all these guys. You can give yourself hope. I think there's going to be a lot of variance here. Some of these guys are going to join Baker. Some of these guys are going to shoot up the tiers. Um, but yeah, for now, they are all one in the youngins. Next slide. Below average. Okay. This one I really struggle with. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, and Mac Jones. So this... Deshaun, I think, is going to break out of this. I think he has the talent to break out of this tier. I think he's better than below average. But for right now, off of what we saw last year, I'm keeping him here. I'm also a Brock Purdy believer. So I think he's going to break out of this too. Uh, but for now, these dudes are below average. Next slide, we have tier well, five. Can like can I can I jump in here because I no, got... we're gonna save we're gonna save questions till the end here. Okay, we'll save the bits. Okay, <laughs> okay, sure. sure we're sure, we're sure. gonna we're gonna have a, we're gonna spend some time on this. Uh, tier five, we have, I need a good play caller. You have Tua, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Kyler Murray, and Jared Goff. All these guys have had really good seasons in their careers. All of them have had very bad seasons in their careers. I think at this point, if, if these guys have a good support system and a good play caller, they can be super successful. If not, they're just not going to get it done as your starter. Next slide, tier four, franchise guys. Okay, we got Dak Prescott. Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, and Matt Stafford. I struggle with this one too, but I believe if you have one of these four guys, you have your quarterback. Your search should be over. I think you should be doing everything you can to surround these guys with the right pieces. And if you do, you can win a Super Bowl like we saw with Stafford. I know there's might be some pushback with Stafford, and I'm prepared for that, but for right now, I'm, I'm leaving him here. I think I have him as the 13th best QB in the NFL. Next slide, we got Tier 3 superstars. So we have Justin Herbert. Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, and Aaron Rodgers. Um, superstar gets thrown around a lot in the NBA, but I think it makes sense with these guys in the NFL. Big names, big talent. These guys win you games no matter what the team looks like. Uh, they they don't need a good support system. They're going to be themselves no matter what. But they are not on the same level as the next slide, which is tier two. It's called Chasing Pat. We have Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. I think these guys are as good as it gets in the NFL. Other than the one guy at the top in tier one, it's called Duh, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Who would like to start? Wow. This was well done. This was this is really, really, really job, impressive. Uh, just I, if, I, if I had two hands available, I'd clap, but I'm holding the mic with one of them, so I can't. Swick's got me. Thank Thanks, Swick. Um, I appreciate it. Really well done. Really, really, really well done. I don't really have a lot of debate at the, beginning, at the top of at the pyramid. Um, you can't argue for Patrick Mahomes. Like if you argue against him being just, just in a tier by himself here, I think you're stupid as shit. Um, one guy that I thought, uh, you were a little too low on is my guy, Brock Purdy. Oh, wow. I'm okay. I'm, 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 I'm very high on Brock Purdy. Uh, he led the Niners to the NFC championship game. And if he doesn't go down, you're talking about a potential Super Bowl run for Brock Purdy out of nowhere. And I don't know how much you want to attribute that to the talent around him or to Kyle Shanahan probably being the best or the second best, if not the best head coach in the NFL. But Brock Purdy made great decisions. I know it's kind of a dummy-proof system with Shanahan. He's really that good. But I thought he made really good decisions, did not make a lot of mistakes. 
uh, and put together a really impressive season last year um, when there were a lot of questions around the quarterback uh, position in San Francisco. So on yeah. my tier, I, I was I was a lot higher on Brock Purdy. I mean, I also think the tier above him is called I need a good play caller. And I think that would actually fit him really well. I like that. You know what? I I agree with you, honestly. Um, I'm not going to debate that. I think after week one, we might see Purdy move up. Zwick, did you have any uh, any suggestions for yeah, me? I, any nitpicks? Well, I I have I have some um, some input, but on the on the Brock Purdy thing, I I think that there's this kind of this narrative that Kyle Shanahan can just throw anyone out there and play quarterback and they'll be successful. And I don't really think that's all true. I mean, playing quarterback in the NFL is hard and succeeding at it is even harder. So I think Brock Purdy probably should be up a little bit. Um, I think he would be just below, I want to say like Gino maybe, or Jared Goff, I think just below them. I'd like to see Kyler go up to the franchise guys. I think that, you know, Kyler's gotten a bad rap because of all the like call of duty memes and he's injured right now. But when he plays, he's really, really electric. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm looking at Kyle Trask backup. That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> Kyler, uh, I, I probably flipped Kyler and Stafford around the most. I had no idea what to do with yeah. Kyler because I am such a big fan of Kyler when he's right and when he's on the field and playing. Um, he's coming off an injury. He's not going to play till what? Probably week four or five is what they're saying. So I don't know. I, I yeah. Definitely think he can break out of that. I did have him in the franchise, guys, and then I had him below average, and then I had him. I need a good play caller, so <laughs> I, I had no idea what to do with Kyler. Um, those are both very, very fair criticisms. I think. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Zwick. I think superstars and up. You didn't miss. I mean, Agreed. Agreed. oh wait, hang on. Let me throw this in. I tried to go left to right. So if you think someone should be okay. further to the left, like like oh, I have. Okay. I, I have like Burrow, that. Allen, Hurts. That's in order. So if you uh, if you want to oh, nitpick like that, that, we can do that too. I like um, yeah. Burrow as number two. Obviously, call me biased, but I feel like he's consensus top three at the least, probably top two. Um, Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert is a good argument. I've seen a lot just because I think Herbert has – probably a better arm, but Hertz has been so successful and, you know, was MVP runner up and led the team to you know, a near Super Bowl victory last year. So I like, I like Hertz over Herbert, but I think it's really close. And I know you have them right next to each other. So I can't really argue with that. Um, I'm not sure about the franchise guys. You said, you said that the franchise guys could win you a Super Bowl. Yes. I, I, I do believe that. I I just don't think Kirk Cousins is winning you a Super Bowl. Okay. All right. I actually That's... don't I actually don't think Dak Prescott is winning you a Super Bowl either. And moment. I don't think Matthew Stafford is winning you a Super Bowl anymore. I know he did it two years yeah. ago, but I, I, I don't think he's healthy enough. But I mean, we can we can debate if they're gonna win you a Super Bowl or not, but should they be should someone be ahead of them? I think is the real question. I I do think you can win a Super Bowl if you have a franchise guy. I think that's what it means that you you can win a Super Bowl with them. So maybe you want me to change the title or something. But no, like that's, that's fair. But like Dak Cousins, Field, Stafford, the guy after them is Tua. So like, oh, yeah. do you think Tua is better than any of them, or no. do you think anyone below them is better than them? Definitely not anybody below them. I, I think. I think the, I think the discussion. I think there's a debate for Tua just belonging in that category, like yeah. in the franchise guy category. And are fine with, yeah. Are we fine with Deshaun at below average? Yeah. Yes. He, for now. Like, but yeah, like you said, now. I think he has the potential very, to break out of it. It's very fair for now. I think Jared Goff should be higher. I know he's just kind of wow. special. I'm high on Goff too. He had a really you know underrated year last year. Um, I would probably put Goff like right in front of Daniel Jones and right behind Derek Carr, maybe even ahead of Derek Carr. But that's fair. Other than that, I mean, I think the below average category you did not miss at all, too. I think that's like the cutoff from Watson to Goff is perfect. You know, everyone in there, Jimmy G, like Ryan Tannehill, Russ, like it, yeah. So I had a I had one one thing that I wanted to debate. And it's a small nitpick. It's nothing, nothing major. Um, 
Give me Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen. Okay, let's do it. Hmm. So I'm going to take Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen. I think Jalen Hurts, um, while Josh Allen has like just an obscene amount of talent and like can make some plays that like doesn't make sense in most people's brains, he makes a lot of mistakes. Like he makes way too many mistakes compared to Jalen Hurts, who is just kind of a winner. Like he just does what he needs to do to win. And it's not glorious like he makes some incredible throws and and can use his legs and his mobile but you know he's not as athletic as josh allen he doesn't have as good of an arm but he just wins uh and i know obviously he lost in the super bowl but that's a game that they could have won that they were in the whole way with the chiefs team that was that was incredible um i think jalen hurts has proven more in the nfl than josh allen has and and hurts also played fucking amazing in the super bowl i Get what you're saying. Hurts also, I think he only threw seven picks last year, and I think Allen threw like 14, so he threw like twice as many picks. Um, I think the Eagles are just loaded, man. Like it's yeah, it's hard fair. not it's to a succeed fair statement. with that many weapons. That O line, I mean, the QB sneak. Like I, I get Hurts as a part of that. I think Allen could do that <laughs> just as well with that O line and and the way they ran that stuff. Um, it's just decision making. So, the decision making for me yeah, is, is, a, yeah. is kind of what separates the two in my eyes. I, I just think Hertz has a lot easier decisions to make um, thrown at the guys that he's thrown to. And with the time that he has Hertz drops back and man, there's no, there's no one near him. Like no, so, so much of the time. And they also had a great run game. The bills didn't have a good run game at all. So I, I'll keep Allen there. Zwick, you got anything else or should we move on? I like Josh Allen over Jalen Hertz, but I think it's like very close. Like I think Hertz is kind of breathing down his neck right now. And I think if we see a repeat last year where Josh Allen like turns it over like at least once a game, it felt like last year he was doing it. He was, you know, like the, mashing all the buttons and just trying to be a superhero. And, you know, he's going to get injured doing that. And so he was really careless. I know he was kind of injured last year and he had the like the elbow injury in the Jets game and whatnot. But I think it's close. Um, I definitely think it's close. And I if he plays like he did, if they both played like they did last year, I think Jalen Hurts is going to leap him for sure. You want to yeah. know what? Okay. Want to know what I think is pretty funny? I have two two more things, and then and then we can we can move on because I I crafted somewhat of not nearly as expansive and as incredible as this tier list, uh, but I put <laughs> faces in tiers just to you know mess around and have some fun. Um, Herbert belongs in the superstar category. He belongs in the franchise guy category. And he also belongs in the I need a good play caller category. Wow. Okay. Like, you want to well, elaborate? Well, not actually. Like, I, he is a superstar, but, and, he, yeah. and he's also a franchise guy and he can win a Super Bowl, but he also kind of needs a good play caller. Like, I, I, they're mm-hmm. going to throw the ball. They do throw the ball 700 times and their run game is, has been, it took a step back last year for sure. But it's so like, bad. yeah, it's, it's not good as like, Eckler took a huge step back last year. Um, and who knows what he's going to look like this year. But, like, I don't I, – I hate their coaching. I, I hate Staley just so much that, like, well, I think it's really holding him back. So, like, while he's better than every category, every quarterback in that category by a long shot, he still does need a good play caller. Well, the thing is he hasn't had a good play caller, and he's been awesome. That's – right. I think that's, like, the point. So, like, he needs a good play caller as in – like we want him to have a good play caller and we think he does now with Kellen Moore, but for him to be really good, which he has been really good. Uh, I mean, he, he can be himself wherever you can fucking give him the Oh seven Browns. I don't I know if the Oh seven Browns were bad. Were they? I hope hear, they were. Tear of his own saying superstar, but needs a good play caller. But <laughs> to, if he gets a good play caller, he's in the chasing Pat category. Yes, I like that. That's yeah, why okay. that's that that yeah. is that, that's okay. actually you know what that's where I'll put him. After all that, yeah, that's okay. where we land. Me too. <laughs> okay. Uh I so I think people would definitely disagree with where I have Lawrence. I have him over Lamar. I have him what sixth in the NFL. No, no gripes from the fellas? None. No. I think Lawrence, guy. I think Trevor Lawrence yeah. is absolutely I think Doug Peterson has done an incredible job with him. Um, and I think they're only gonna get better. Trevor Lawrence right. is absolutely I think better than Lamar. I mean, the way he played at the end of last year, I know he had a terrible start in the first half of the Chargers game, but we all know what happened at the end. So he's a superstar for sure. And, you know, definitely is will be moving up to chasing Pat soon. And 
easily, I would say, top three MVP candidate going into this year behind Pat and I'd say Joe Burrow. I mean, I guess you could say Hertz and Josh Allen too, but if I had to pick a guy for MVP next year, it's Trevor Lawrence. There are so many good quarterbacks. Like so, yeah. there are, and they're They've all never in the been better than besides they are right now. Hurts. Agreed, a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um. All right, you're Jordan. Yeah. You're going with Stroud and Richardson over Bryce Young. Oh, I bet on that dog. Oh. I, we we can get to that later too. Um. I actually might have Richardson over Stroud after what we saw in the preseason. I I think I true. do. But yeah, Very true. I'm a Bryce Young hater. I, we did a pod maybe a month and a half ago, maybe, maybe longer, maybe when we were still in school. Um, I would have taken Stroud with the first pick. I would have taken Richardson with the second. I think Bryce Young is just simply too small and he's not going to, I just, I can't see him surviving um, at his side. So yeah, I'm a Bryce Young hater. Interesting. I like that. I'm not. And I think that he should be higher than both. <laughs> you think he should be uh higher than love. I think he should be higher than Jordan love too. Yeah. I, I you think none Bryce of those Young other guys have really Jordan played? Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I put Pickett in love there just because we've seen them play. But, all right. Nothing to me, but I mean, I guess Bryce has proved nothing either. But we saw how good he was in college. Yeah, we will. We will see about that. We can. We can actually go smooth transition now into our preseason overreactions. So, who would like to start? Butsy, this was your idea. Why don't you start? Yeah. Um, Stetson Bennett, future Hall of Famer. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, he was absolutely incredible in his, uh, in his, uh, first appearance with the Rams. Uh, I thought he played really good. I thought he looked really comfortable. Um, and that's the biggest thing. better dude. He's 30 years old. It's very true. It's, it's very, very true. But like a lot of quarterbacks take a lot of time to get acclimated kind of with the speed of the NFL and, and, and what comes with it. But Stetson looked poised and and he looked really, really comfortable in the pocket and made great throws and great decisions. And um, I know he's really fucking old, but it's like if he could get a starting opportunity sometime soon, I think on a team like Tampa Bay even or a pretty shitty team, I think he'll actually have, you know, some limelight and and, and put up some actually decent stats. Um. I'm a Stetson Bennett believer after preseason week one. I am not a Stetson believer. I will say I didn't watch the game, so I'm not going to comment on the game. I just think from what I saw in college, I don't think he's talented enough. And I think coming into the league as a 25-year-old rookie, you're going to look comfortable because you've been playing football for so long that you need to look comfortable or else you need to find another job. Um, but I'll defer to you, Zwick. Yeah, I, I agree with Connor. I mean, I – I think that just the NFL game speed is so much different and for him to look comfortable as he did and throw the ball as well as he did. I thought he had really good like zip on the throws. Like he was really, you know, um, getting, he's really showed off his arm strength. Well, I think, you know, and it wasn't necessarily downfield passes, but it was just really fitting in in tight windows. And another thing I want to say is Trey Lance. So I think we all saw Trey Lance throw that interception touchdown last night, right? Mm-hmm. I think Trey Lance is cooked. I was a huge believer last year and two years ago. Obviously, you know, he's been injured. and It's not really his fault, but if you can't stay healthy, you can't be a good player. It's kind of how it works. So I think he's cooked, at least on the 49ers. He looked so uncomfortable in the pocket. I mean, like we said, Kyle Shanahan can't make him comfortable against backups in the preseason against especially the Raiders backups, then that's not a good look. So I'm, I'm worried about him. I think that whoever the, the, the starter is, he might not even be the backup, you know, because they have an insane QB room out there. So if I was Trey Lance, I would be worried. I know he, this, you know, if you look at the box score, he was 10 for 15 with 112 and a touchdown, but I'm don't even want to count that touchdown because there was, he had no business throwing that that ball. The box score didn't look bad. And I actually saw something today that said, if passer rating says that Trey Lance threw the ball well last night, then passer rating should be taken out of all yeah. <laughs> discussions and conversations. Because if you watch the game, he was just uncomfortable the whole entire game. He didn't look right. Um, I, I love that take. Like, I'm with you on that. Uh, it, If you – would they trade three first-rounders to get him? And yeah. 
and Brock Purdy is basically the clear starter going into the season, like who was the 199th pick who they passed on for an entire draft. Like that, that just tells you he's not performing in practice. He's not getting much better. I think it it sucks because he never got a real shot and Shanahan probably never dedicated the time to working with Trey that he otherwise would have if he didn't get hurt last year. Sometimes life just isn't fair, dude. Like it's, it's a bad situation. Maybe he gets traded eventually. Maybe he gets his shot, but yeah, for, for the time being, I'm, I'm totally there with you. Um, Butsy, I don't know if you have anything to add to add. Yeah, I I actually didn't get a chance to watch the game, but I did see after that people were very low on his performance. And I did um did my boy um Sam uh I'm so bad with names, it's unbelievable. Um did Sam Darnold get any burn? Did he get any did, did. he play? I think I know he had a nice Pass down the right sideline. Let me check. But the thing is, like, if I Sam Darnold yeah. can play well, then Trey Lance is like a third string quarterback. He's not even the backup. He's looking at yeah. a third also, string spot. Trey Lance took four sacks last night and he was playing the Raiders defense. Like the that's Raiders backups. Fuck. So. That's way too many sacks. I think Trey Lance could absolutely be cooked if Sam Darnold has a strong performance throughout the rest of the preseason. Um, If he doesn't step it up and step it up quick, he's a third string quarterback. And that's just not where anyone wants to be. Uh, At that point, they're looking to ship him off for literally nickels and pennies at that point, just to get anything for him because they have two, just two set quarterbacks that are actually pretty damn decent. I was just going to say, I know this is just box score watching, but, Sam Darnold was five for eight with 84 yards. So it's not bad. That's, I mean, that's 16 yards a completion, which is pretty good. So I don't know. I, I think Sam Darnold, you know, he's obviously has not started his career the way he wanted to. And, you know, he saw ghosts that one time, but he's, he can show flashes as a pocket passer for sure. I mean, he's very accurate. We knew that coming out of USC. And I think that if anyone can, you know, kind of, rejuvenate his career it would be Kyle Shanahan so I'm interested to see if he is in the running for the starting spot I know everyone's kind of ruling him out and saying oh it's going to be Lance or it's going to be Brock Purdy but I think that he could he could sneaky be there I think that if Brock Purdy you know isn't the guy he was last year and Trey Lance is probably injured again or terrible who knows yeah I, I agree with that, and it's kind of unfortunate. I was a Trey believer also. My overreaction is I think the Broncos are going to have a really, really bad season. They played their <laughs> starters. Most preseason teams, especially the first preseason game, play one series of starters. The Broncos played into the second quarter with their starters and struggled. I I was really high on the Sean Payton hiring. I thought Payton was going to turn them around at, at least – make them competitive and they may still be competitive, but dude, they had, I don't think they have any chance of making the playoffs and maybe like, like they're obviously going to get better from where they are right now because I think Peyton's a good coach. I just, I've lost all faith in Russ. I don't think Peyton can fix Russ. Like, like I originally did. And I don't like the, that Peyton's calling out Hackett and then they come out and look like this. I think th- that the Broncos are doomed. That's a interesting interesting take. I I don't know if they're doomed and it is overreaction. I mean, I did say Stetson Bennett is going to be in the Hall of Fame. So like, <laughs> I mean, we're definitely definitely reaching here. Uh but the AFC is so talented and yeah. their division is pretty tough. I mean, the Raiders aren't great, but I mean, the Chargers and the Chiefs, the Chargers are so hungry right now and the Chiefs are obviously the Chiefs. So those are four games a year that could easily they could go own four in. And if you go 0-4 yeah. in those divisional games, and honestly, they could probably split with the Raiders too. So if you go 1-5 and in your divisional games, you're going to fucking have a terrible record. Um, so I, I totally understand where this concerns from, uh, concern comes from, and I support it. I support it. Yeah. All right. We can move on from our overreactions now to talk about – Hold on. Oh, go ahead. I just want to say that the Broncos have lost their last 15 games to the Chiefs. Oh. Yeah, and 
So Ooh, they're, they're not winning anytime. Soon. I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer, but it has to be better than last year. It literally has That's to true. be. I, I agree with that. Okay. Continue. Let's uh let's get on with the Ezekiel Elliott to the Patriots signing. it was four or four million dollars for one year, I believe. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Obviously, Pats have Ramondre Stevenson. They signed Juju this year. They signed Gesicki this year. Brought in Bill O'Brien to replace Patricia as the OC. They're making moves on the offensive side of the ball. Also, the defense is going to be awesome. I, I think that they're going to have a top five defense. Um, I didn't like the signing. I, I, I'm i not angry at it because $4 million isn't going to kill us. But I I love Ramondre. I think Zeke is basically cooked. I just I, I didn't think it was necessary at all. So I feel like we wasted $4 million, but again, I don't think it's game changing. Butsy, what did you think? Uh, $6 million for the year. Okay. Okay. Just to be fucking That's pencil pushing. That's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I just like, I'm, I'm pretty neutral about it. Uh, you kind of do need a guy to take a little bit of load off for Monte Stevenson because I do think we're going to be running the football a lot because I think Matt Jones is fucking horrible. Um, so I, I do understand why you go out and get Zeke for pretty cheap. And, and you know, he's not Ben Zeke. He hasn't been Ezekiel Elliott that we know and and was one of the best fantasy running backs and was one of the best running backs in the NFL a few years back. But I if if, if Bill Belichick can somehow resurrect him, for six million dollars, and we have Ramon <clears throat> J. Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott, like a rejuvenized Ezekiel Elliott in our backfield, uh, that's gonna be pretty fucking sick. And if there's anyone that can do it, I have faith in Bill that he can do it. If he can't do it, then it, he's chalked. But there's a really high chance that like Zeke could get hurt midway through the year, just trying to take the load off of Ramondre, and then we never hear from him again. Yeah, I, I, I like the Zeke signing from a like veteran presence, like pass protection um standpoint. I think that I well, I don't think I know he's one of, if not the best, pass protecting running backs in the league. And I think that could really help Mac Jones in this passing attack. But from an actual rushing standpoint, I mean it's not anything sexy. I mean, I think Zeke's knees are cooked. I know we saw it with Todd Gurley. A few years ago, you know, he kind of just fell out of the league. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens to him after this contract, if he even makes it through this whole season on the team. So we'll see. But I mean, six million can't hurt you that much, especially, you know, it's August already and there's not that many names available. And you're trying to, you know, scrounge up the best free agents for the season to start. But it's nothing flashy, but I think it could help long term with Ramondre's health for sure. Yeah, I actually like that a lot, Swick. It, Zeke is a great pass protector. I wasn't really taking that in, into consideration as much as I should have. There's no shot we're getting prime Zeke back, Butsy. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's no resurrection coming from Zeke. I can hold with, with running backs too often. Like you could list a million examples. I, I remember DeMarco Murray, we thought was the best running back in the league for a year and then i don't think we heard from him after that obviously you got the eddie lacy eating too many cheeseburgers but like running backs fall off really hard and i think we saw that with zeke last year maybe even the last couple of years he just doesn't have the same burst so yeah he can come in and be a pass protector and help um but other than that yeah i don't think he's making any plays for us we got two minutes left in the zoom do we have any uh closing thoughts um i'm gonna run you through my quick tears because because i did make a little tier list a little cute tier list um okay run it through run it through you got a minute 47 patty mahomes in a category of his own it's called patrick mahomes uh nice. elite i have um hertz burrow allen i did put lamar uh i put herbert and i put rogers in the still elite category i still think rogers is elite i you know debate me all you want i think rogers is still elite in the really good category i have uh, Kirk Cousins, I have Trevor Lawrence, I have Tua, and I have Jared Goff. I think those guys are really good. In the good category, I have Daniel Jones. I'm very low on Dak Prescott. I'm not a fan of his. I have wow. Stafford, just because I don't think he's going to be healthy. Geno Smith, good. Kyler, good. I put Deshaun Watson in the good. I think we're going to see him take that jump that we've talked about, and he's going to belong in the good category. Uh, I have Justin Fields, Brock Purdy, and Russell Wilson in the good. 
Uh, Russell Wilson could probably go down. I'm actually going to move him down to my meh category, uh, <laughs> which consists of Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Is he even still a starter in Tennessee? For now. Yeah, right. So ten, uh, he's he's meh. Uh, Garoppolo, I have Jordan Love, Derek Carr, and now Russell Wilson in the meh. Pretty bad is Sam Howell, um, Desmond Ritter, and Baker, and then the rookies are the rookies. Uh, so Trevor Lawrence was obscenely low, but other than that, I wasn't. Yeah. Angry. He was in the really good. He was in the really good. Probably belongs in the elite. But there were like, I mean, count how many guys you had in front of him. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six. Oh, okay. That's not as bad. As I didn't put him in order like you did from left to right. Okay. Yeah. So I had six guys in front of him. All right. So I think this is a pretty good list, honestly. Um, I like the elite category. I think that Trevor Lawrence deserves to be up there. Um, I would probably make a category in between the Mahomes category and the elite category with Burrow and Allen and Jalen Hurts, kind of like uh, Jordan did. But other than that, I really like it. I think I like the Jared Goff recognition. I think he is, you know, that borderline borderline top 10 guy. Um, let's see here. Russ is very meh. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> He's so meh. He's so mid. Um, Daniel Jones is a little high for me, but he did prove a lot of people wrong. I just wouldn't say he's just on the same tier as Dak and like Kyler. But other yeah, than that, I like, yeah, him. I guess I think I could have made like a, like more tiers because yeah, I think, I think if you, you want to talk about it out good. More. Yeah. Cause I think if you want to talk about good, I feel like, uh, like Dak and Daniel Jones are just kind of like on the opposite ends of that spectrum. I have to make a tier list. <laughs> Bussy, what's with the what's with the Dak hate? Yeah, what? I just think he throws way too many picks. He led the league in interceptions. <laughs> yeah, and but that was so one year, games. was it not? He's not he's not classically throwing a ton Don't. of picks, right? Is that right, Zoic? Sorry, say that again. Does Dak has Dak always thrown a lot of picks? No, that was just last year. Yeah, it was I, just I think last that was year. A bit of an anomaly. He was chucking it around. He was hucking it around. I I just didn't really like what I saw of him at all. I I I'm just not a Dak believer. I do just feel like also there's a lot of hype around the Cowboys every single year, and especially last year, where it was kind of like, oh, you know, I, I know they say it every year, but like last year they actually kind of seemed like they had a pretty decent chance of making a run, and they did almost beat the Niners, but they came up short and. I mean, not that they would have won the game if the last play had gone like any better, because that's an impossible play to make. But it was just really funny to see how that season ended. Um, I'm just not a Dak believer. I, I think he, you know, he lost them a few key games too. Like, remember the Jaguars game? Uh, he threw... that was not his fault. <sighs> that was off of Noah Brown's hands. It's true, but it's I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just, I just don't like him. I like prove something to me and then <laughs> I'll put go. him up. That's that's the that's the personal vendetta. Like I just don't like him. So fuck personal, that guy. <laughs> it's a personal vendetta. Prove something to me okay. and I'll put you in a higher tier. Fair I mean that's fair. He hasn't he hasn't, you know, performed when it mattered most. He's kind of a regular season hero. I mean, exactly. The, maybe the Cowboys overall are regular season heroes. So, I don't I can't I, hate it because it's true. He I think having I think having Tua above him is criminal. I think Tua is like so barely too. better than Mac Jones. I just don't think Tua is. Wow. I think he's made by the the fucking speed of Waddle and Tyreek plus uh, Mike McDaniel. I don't like Tua. Hey, you don't like Tua, and I don't like that. You know, we, we have our vendettas. We have <laughs> I, our personal I like vendettas. Those, guys. those are good quarterback. Tua had twenty five to eight. Touchdown interception ratio. Yeah, he was he was cooking. No, he was cooking. You can't be looking at, at the box score if you want to make the argument against Tua. You got to see yeah. how weak his little baby arm is. Yeah, how, he how he gets ragdolled. He does get Dude, ragdolled. oh, here we go. You, we just we bring in up Tua's concussions. Oh, yeah, he just gets ragdolled. He does, he, dude. Uh... That's why he gets hurt. He gets fucking <laughs> tossed around because he's 10 pounds. It's, it's yeah, just a So fact. is like Mac Jones. So is, He's yeah. still standing. I Max, think Mac, Mac... Mac's got to be bigger than Tua. I think we need a category for Mac Jones. Most most punchable face. Fair. Most well, looks like a chick. Just looking. Yeah. 
Well, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, true. Bummer. Right, it's one A, one B. But uh, Tua did look like he bulked up in the offseason. He did get uh, a tattoo sleeve, like the Hawaiian yeah. tattoo sleeve thing. I feel like that makes that's him like, look stronger. That's yeah, that like definitely it. makes you stronger. Like he did some like Hawaii, like like you know those guys are just large humans to begin with. Like <laughs> you, know, if you ever watch like a Hawaii game at you know eleven thirty kickoff on a Saturday after you've lost all your money and you try to make it back with Hawaii on the island, all those guys are just ginormous trucks of human beings. Butsy, Butsy, were you talking about like people in general there, or were you talking about someone more specific? Like a little more No, no, no. Just uh (laughs) just Hawaiians in general. (laughs) As a as a people. Like when you're you're trying to make money with Hawaii on the island. (laughs) Yes, just like when you're sounds like a Butsy thing. It's it may be a little personal, but I feel like a lot of people can relate to it. (laughs) All right. Let's let's transition now. Uh Dalvin Cook today signed with the Jets. Zwick. Yes. big deal not a big deal i think it's i think it's underratedly a big deal i think that you know i don't think he has much left in the tank but i also think that this jets window is pretty short with how old aaron Rodgers is so i don't think he needs to have much left in the tank and i know Brees hall is coming off the acl so i don't think he's gonna be you know himself right away even though he was spectacular before um, he tore his ACL. I don't think the Jets sign him if Brees Hall didn't tear his ACL last year. So I, I like this move. And, you know, it's veteran, you know, with a locker room that's already has so much veteran presence in Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and, you know, um, now Dalvin Cook. And, you know, I think that adding another veteran leader to that offense definitely cannot hurt and only makes them quicker and more explosive and a very explosive division that – you know, is going to be extremely competitive this year. Yeah, I like that running back room. Brees, I'm a big believer in Brees Hall, but coming off of a big injury like that, um, definitely nice to have someone to take the load off. And Dalvin, I didn't, I, he didn't look good last year. I just don't think he's going to be your bell cow anymore. I don't think he can have that many carries and give you the production that he once could. I do think me and Butsy mentioned in hard in our hard knocks talk that he can give you big plays. Like he can, he can still, uh, you know, come in and, and be one of the best second running backs in the league. A hundred percent. And, and I, I think you guys, you guys brought it up. Their running back room is awesome. Like their running back room is sick. Their receivers are really good and they have Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I just think adding another layer to this team, adding more talent to this team. It's kind of those things where it's like, you know, you add all the talent and you figure it out later. I think we talked about this, Jordan, in Hard Knocks. Nathaniel Hackett and Rodgers have an insane relationship. I think they're going to conduct the offense perfectly. So I I don't see any harm in adding Dalvin Cook. I feel like it could only be a benefit yeah. to this team. Agreed. Okay, we're going to jump into Hard Knocks now. Hard Knocks, episode one. We saw the Jets. Got a little behind-the-scenes look at Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. A lot of hype surrounding this team. We got the Hard Knocks curse on the Jets. Butsy. It's just me and Butsy for this segment. Um, we're we're gonna jump into this episode. We got episode two coming out tomorrow. What what'd you make? What are your uh, first thoughts of Hard Knocks? Um, I think it's the official sign that football's back. You know, oh yeah, like, I hard, like that. Hard Knocks is especially week one, like the episode one. There's no cuts. Like there's not a lot of like content within the first episode, but it's just like uh, I mean, just you know, the training camp videos. The, you know, meetings with uh, Robert Sala being like, yeah, we're fucking we have to be eagles and the rest of these guys are crows and like we have to mm. just keep flying off and the crows will like die like they'll right. suffocate and fall their deaths. Like, I think that's pretty badass. It just gets me <laughs> so pumped for football and gets me in such like a football mindset that like I watched it like at 1130 when it came out and I was ready to like run through a brick wall. Like I yeah. was just so juiced up that I just couldn't sleep for like an hour because. of. Oh, it. yeah. That's a, that's a take I think everyone can get behind. So something that jumped out to me is I am probably the as big of an Aaron Rodgers hater as you are going to find of him as a player. I know he gets a lot of shit for the drugs and the experimenting with all that, you know, new ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> and new uh, never done before drugs. But I give him more shit for stuff that's happened on the field. I I found it really hard to dislike him this whole episode. I was trying to find things to shit on him for and i thought he was a great leader i liked all his interactions i thought there would be a little bit of 
tension between him and Zach Wilson. It was their their relationship seemed perfect. Zach Wilson seems like he's stepping into, you know, trying to learn from Rodgers. Rodgers is being a great mentor. He's got handshakes with all the guys. Uh, this looks like it's going smoothly to me with Rodgers. It's it literally could not be going better if you're a Jets fan right now. Like you have to be so confident after watching that episode and uh, on top of the episode there there was a part in the Hall of Fame game. I don't know if you watched it, but where Aaron Rodgers just kind of like stroked Garrett Wilson off for like a solid <laughs> two minutes. Like Mike Tirico was like, how do you feel about Garrett Wilson? And then Rodgers was like, he carries himself like professional. He's Devontae Adams. Like he's basically 17, but he's not 17 yet. Like the other 17, I can't put him in that yeah. category. But um, Rodgers, and I think the coolest thing about him, and you mentioned this, was like he makes it an objective to sit with someone different at every meal. So, like, every time the team has lunch, he tries to sit with, whether it's rookies, coaches, veterans, you know, D-line, O-line, whoever it may be, he tries to sit with a different group of guys every every time he eats. And I think that is just leadership, like the definition of leadership. I think he has been an incredible leader so far for this Jets team. And he always kind of has been a really good leader. Um, it's just on the field, hasn't he hasn't won as much as as I think he's probably, you know, he probably should have in his career. But from yeah. a leadership perspective, you can't you can't find a knock to say about the guy. I mean, I like last year he didn't show up to minicamp or OTAs or something. I don't really remember the specifics of it, but he didn't show up to something, and I I just knew he was not locked in for that whole season, and it it showed before the season, and it showed during the season that he was not committed. He didn't want to be there, and he didn't have any chemistry with the receivers this year. From the very beginning, it he has been locked in. He's done everything to show you that he is here to win. He takes the pay cut. Um, and then, you know, all the quotes that come out talking about his teammates, talking about the coaches that it, it's just the leadership stuff is definitely there right now with Rogers, which is, you know, something that we didn't see last year. So I want to talk about his relationship with Hackett, which I thought was actually, they yeah. did uh, pretty well. I thought yep. Nathaniel Hackett and Rogers, those interactions could have, could have been a whole other, you know, episode on their own um right obviously nat hackett had a terrible season as a head coach last year he seems super comfortable as an oc and seems like he has a great relationship with rogers yeah uh, like a hundred percent and the way they interact it literally just seems like they're like in college like they're like they're playing games rogers is like he nathaniel hackett at one point in the in the episode one was like flipping him off when a play worked that Rodgers yeah. probably like <laughs> didn't think was going to work, and it worked. And Rodgers was like, "No, it didn't work like that." But Nathaniel Hack was still like flipping him off and giving him shit. Um, that is the exact relationship that a quarterback and an OC should have. Like they will be on the same page pretty much all year. And Nathaniel Hackett seems to be a lot happier in this role. Like we did Definitely. not see, and I know obviously they didn't do hard knocks on Denver last year, but we didn't see this side of Nathaniel Hackett all year as a as a head coach last year. Like he just kind of seemed to kind of be pretty much straight faced all year. Didn't really know what was going on and everything kind of went over his head. It seemed like, but now as an OC, he's kind of back in his element and he seems to have a complete grip on what's going on. And that relationship with Rogers is, is probably going to be a big reason why they're going to be successful. And this happened with the Lions last year too, where they weren't supposed to be great, but like I watched hard knocks and all of a sudden, like, I think these teams are going to be so good because yeah. like, even if the jets don't have like a super winning season, like you, you want to, you just think they can because of hard knocks. Like you see how good these guys are in training camp. And even if they're a middle of the pack team, it just like speaks volume to the talent that's in the NFL. Like these guys are moving at fucking lightning speed. And it's so hard to see from our TV sometimes when, you know, you get the on the field camera view of, of what's going on, like behind the scenes and stuff. I mean, these guys are fucking ridiculous and it makes me want to put in a jets future, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be a prisoner <laughs> of the moment like max. Yeah. I mean, we did give out their over. So I think we did a nine and a half. So Makes I still like more the, confident about it. I still like the nine and a half hard knocks does definitely make you love the team more, which is why people say it's a hard knocks curse because the hype train gets so out of control and maybe it is a little bit too much for the jets. You know, maybe they're not going to win the super bowl. Like you said, but I do think uh, there, there's enough going right that they're going to have a good season. I want to talk about one thing that rubbed me the wrong way as a Pats fan. There's one scene, quick little scene with the Jets D coordinator at a meeting. And he's kind of like speaking to the team, telling them, giving them a slogan that is do more than your job, which sounds eerily similar to do your job of 
Bill Belichick and the Patriots and uh, what's his name? I, I just looked him up. Jeff Ulbreich. Ulbreich is like, you know, a lot of teams around the league say, do your job. We want to do more than our job. And I, I was like, come on, like, you're not going to, you're not going to be better than the Patriots. Yeah. It makes me, it makes me think of the clip. Um, And you ever seen the interview, uh, like the Kim Jong-un interview movie with Seth Rogen? Oh yeah. Yeah. When like they're, they're in North Korea and they're like playing basketball and um, who's the other actor? The, uh, James Franco. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Franco's like, uh, they hate us because they ain't us. And then that's right. Like, and then he's just like, they hate, they hate us because they ain't us. Like, that is kind of what I immediately thought of when it's kind of like they're trying to just replicate what the Patriots are doing or yeah. did. And, and it obviously worked. And now it's all of a sudden like they're trying to take it a step above. Like, yeah. I don't and, know. I, I'm not saying it's going to like they're going to have a bad season because of it. I just thought it was a stupid slogan. Like, yeah. don't steal something from Belichick and then try to do it better. You're not going to do it better. Yeah, no, like so, like Robert Sala did a great job. Where it's like, oh yeah, no one's ever heard of fucking how crows latch on to eagles and try to kill eagles. Yeah, nice. And then eagles fly high and the crows suffocate and die. Like that's pretty cool. Like that, like yeah. that is that should be what they piggyback off of, not like a you know a Patriots ripoff. But yeah, I mean, did yeah. you what did you think of Sala? Um, he seemed to to not have like as big of a you know presence in in episode one as I thought. Definitely um, more focused on Rogers. Definitely more. Yeah, Rogers and 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 Hackett definitely made his presence felt uh, in episode one. And obviously, as we get into like episode two and three, where they get into like the cuts of the players, like Sala will be more of a presence in in the episodes. But um, I he's definitely more of the defensive guy, and they didn't really highlight the defense at all in True. this in this kind of episode. It was really all offense and and what they got clicking there, which is. You know, they added, obviously, they added um, Dalvin Cook today yeah, uh, as well. So I, I think that can add just an incredible element to their backfield between Michael Carter, Brees Hall, and now Dalvin Cook, too. Like, those are three really, really solid backs. I know Dalvin's kind of on the tail end, but Brees Hall, before he tore his ACL, was a legit, yeah, legit I, running back. Michael and, Carter and, did a great job, too. And limited touches for Dalvin is a good thing. Like, he it's can great give thing. you a couple big burst plays, I think. He doesn't need to Absolutely. be a bell cow. So I think we'll see uh, more defense in the upcoming episodes. And I think that's where Sal's presence will be uh, greater. Yeah. I, um, I, I've never been able to get a read on Sala. Mm. I don't, I, I feel like he tries to be a little bit too cool. Um, At least in this episode, he was just kind of annoying to me. It felt like, I don't know. What was this thing? He said, uh, if you, if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. And I, I was just oh, cringing. Yeah. Like, I was just yeah. like, it is, it just, is a song lyric, but like, yeah, but not like, the why are we, one. yeah, I just don't know why we're trying to quote hip hop songs. Like, and he's, it just, it made me feel like he was trying to be hip and he wears the shades all the time. I don't know. I don't get great vibes from Sala, but the overall vibes of the Jets I liked. Uh, did you have a favorite person, personality on the show? Um, ah, I, I don't know if it's hard to pin a favorite. I liked, uh, when they were they were swinging like it was I think it was the O line, they were just talking. There's a few times they were just like talking in circles, and I forget their names, but those O linemen are just they were just so funny. Like I just laughed, <laughs> yeah. um, and I think it was funny how they, like the whole Jets team really, but mainly the O line was like so impressed by what Rogers was doing, like yeah, just in mini camp and and like whatever was going on in training camp and you know the no look passes and everyone that made that was a huge thing in the show and. It's just like they're so impressed by him because they've had Zach Wilson for like <laughs> well, they haven't like, had, too, like too long. They've had Zach Wilson and a lot of really other bad quarterbacks like Joe Flacco and Mike White. Like these guys yeah. are not even in the same stratosphere as Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's fun to kind of see them uh, be happy. And, and like I feel like all linemen and linemen in general usually have pretty big personalities. Yeah. Like I watched um, part of my take interview today. They did an interview with Deion Dawkins, who's the left tackle for the Bills. Mm-hmm. And he was hilarious. Like, the interview was awesome. And I feel like just a lot of those O-linemen are just so goofy. Um, and I think it's great that they can be themselves. And we kind of see that. Uh, I think that'll just be a big part of the success. And any team success, when when a team is really, really successful, like the Chiefs, not really the Patriots, that's kind of a unique thing, but where guys are able to be, like, themselves, themselves yeah. unapo- unapologetically and um 
but also be able to get the job done successfully. Yeah. Quentin Nelson's been doing uh, a run of podcasts too. He might come on the couch soon. We're still waiting to hear back. The uh slid the DMs. Slid the DMs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he read it, maybe. Um that's huge. I was gonna say what you mentioned about Rogers being there and, and the Jets like not being used to having a good quarterback. There was a they did a quick scene of a defensive meeting showing Rogers just make a crazy throw in practice where it was a great defense, but they still completed it because Rogers like chucked it across his body. And just to see the defense like literally like cheering <laughs> like for Rogers as yeah. he's torching them. It, it's just yeah, it, it shows the whole energy shift of the New York Jets. I think that's going to wrap it up for, for one, my more thing, one more thing. Yeah, one more thing. One more thing. Well, the one more thing on that, the defensive coach is like, that's our quarterback. Like that is <laughs> yeah. like, can you guys believe that that's our quarterback <laughs> making those plays? Exactly. It's like yeah. you're going to tell me Zach Wilson couldn't make that play or any of the other guys <laughs> couldn't make that play. Come on. Um, so there's that, but there's also um, you mentioned it briefly when he was like, if you got haters, you ain't popping. Or if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. Um, that was an interesting bit uh, from, from Sean Payton. Um, talking oh, about the, the call Nathaniel out Hackett. Of, of Hackett, yeah, really. And I'm a big champagne supporter, I was not a fan of that. I thought the all. team responded really well, though. I thought Rodgers yeah. came out and said the right thing, and where he was like, oh, yeah. You just don't, don't come at my coach like that. And and Sala kind of with the cringy line, um, he just kind of seemed to be like, He wants to have like the cool answer that ends up on every like social media page, <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's what, what he got. Saying. Like, what the it's fuck? what he got, but Rodgers kind of just gave the straight to open. I like how he responded as like the leader of the team, yeah. No, definitely. The the energy is good. We'll see. Rodgers did um I think something came out of camp maybe a week ago that Rodgers was getting on guys and losing patience a little bit. So, I'm excited to see that part of it, which I hope Hard Knocks will get to, but I don't know. I I'm excited episode comes out tomorrow. That Voice is Voice of God. Voice yeah, of God is back. Voice of God is back. He was a cool guy, huh? Dude, he was like way stronger than I like <laughs> realized. Jacked. <laughs> also, I didn't realize like he had been in other movies before. Um, I, yeah, I think I think he had been in other movies before, and like he flew in on a helicopter. And everyone's like, "Oh shit!" Like, who is this? And I'm like, "Damn, is this some like big time celebrity?" And the guy just walks out, and he's like, "Yeah, this is me." But like, I I like he's like to be fair, like I asked to drive here. And they didn't let <laughs> yeah, me. that was funny. You would think like some CEO or like political figure was gonna get out. It was just the fucking narrator. <laughs> but he looked <laughs> badass as fuck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he didn't iron a shirt. He said he's a cool guy. He's funny. Um, yeah, that was that was a good little scene. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for our episode here. We will be back soon with another hard knocks recap after tomorrow. And what what else do we have coming up? We talked about it today. What did I say? We were gonna do oh, we got a coach's chair coming up soon. So stay oh, tuned. Oh, we that. do that we do, that we do. Uh all right, thank you for listening and peace. <laughs>